Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Welcome back to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Uh, This week, Michael Gomel from Joey Song. So welcome back to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thank you, Zach. It's good to be back. So for the first time listeners, kind of give them a little synopsis of of you and Joey Song, you know, and all that thing that's coming up in January. Sure, sure. Appreciate it. So we are a 501c3 nonprofit. So we raise money to basically fund research grants and patient services programs uh, around epilepsy. And specifically, we focus on pediatric epilepsy. And that's in memory of my son, Joe, who passed away in March of 2010, just shy of his fifth birthday, uh, after battling Dravet syndrome, which is a particularly heinous form of epilepsy. Epilepsy is a spectrum. You know, it's not just one thing. And there are uh, as many types of epilepsy almost as there are people and treatments and those types of things. So Joe, unfortunately, was on the, the they call it catastrophic epilepsy end of stuff. And there's a series of them. There's Lennox-Gastaut and Dew's syndrome, and there's a bunch of other ones. Joe's happened to be Dravet's. Yeah. And, and with his passing, and probably even if I'm honest with myself, before his passing, I had thought about trying to do something back in uh, my younger days, I used to work here in Madison at a club called Headliners, which for folks that was around in the 80s, it was about a thousand seat club. Um, and we got a lot of the best way to describe it is the MTV acts and the 60s acts kind of on the way up or the way down, right, as they were booking Park West in Chicago, or First Ave up in Minneapolis, you know, back in the days when people used to do tours and very different than it was today. Yeah. So we got a lot of those MTV, I call them MTV bands. It it wasn't just that, but we had U2 and REM and, you know, Joan Jett and John Cougar and all those. And then we had a lot of those sixties bands, Rare Earth and Savoy Brown and a lot of those, you know, kind of both ends of the spectrum. Right. And so when I was thinking about trying to do something and I'm a music I am not a musician, but I'm a music person by hobby. Um, and we were thinking about trying to do something to raise money because Joe's prognosis, the prognosis then, and it hasn't dramatically changed in the 12 years since we lost Joe, the prognosis for kids with those catastrophic epilepsies is not good. Um, it's a it, it's a degradation in lifestyle and skills learned. Um, and there's still really no good treatment or cures for it. And so I had thought about trying to do something even before Joe passed, but I had a a special needs child plus his older siblings, uh, you know, three kids under the age of nine with one of them with special needs, just making it to bedtime was a, was a full-time job, let alone, 
let alone trying to figure out how we're going to raise money. Yeah. Um, but what we started out doing was putting out CDs. And again, everybody that's listening needs to put their time hat back on. <laughs> and remember back in 2010, people actually used to buy CDs yep. and would pay money for stuff. But it was the very end of that cycle. And so we put out these CDs. And I, both from connections from my old days in Madison, as well as just good old fashioned, you know, sending emails to, you know, info at artistsite.org and asking them. We put out five CDs, uh, folks like the guys from REM and Roseanne Cash, uh, Delamitri, Lona Navarro, Crash Test Dummies, Cowboy Junkies, lots of folks. You know, the 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 plea was, do you have anything that you've never released before, either a demo, a live version, a rare B-side? Because, again, back in those days, before iTunes is prevalent, rare B-sides were still rare B-sides, right? <laughs> you know, now yeah. – you can get just about anything you want from any of your artists. But again, back in those days, it was a thing. But unfortunately, um, it was just at the time when people stopped buying CDs. But every time we would release one of those CDs, we would hold a CD release party. Again, something you used to do in those days. And we quickly and we'd have a couple of our artists come and play. Freedy came and Sam Giannis came and Michael McDermott. Lots of cool folks came and played quickly realized we were making more money off of the live events than we were off of the recorded music, which mirrored where the industry was and certainly has become, right? Unless you're unless you're somebody referred to by one name, Bruce, Rihanna, Beyonce, you're not making scratch off of your recorded music. Right. Unless, you've got, unless you've got a deep back catalog, you're not, you're, you're making money live, which is what we found out. So we were doing that. And then uh, as we were holding these regular shows, uh, I got, I re-ran into, re-ran into, I'm, hopefully there's no English majors listening because <laughs> I'm creating new words, a guy from my old Madison days uh, called Butch Vig. And we all know Butch from his work with Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins as right. fighters as well as his band Garbage. And BV and I had hung out back in those Madison days, but, you know, he went off to win Grammy Awards and MTV Moon Men and I did not. Um, but life brought us back together in Madison back in about 2015. And he asked, well, I told him the story, what can I do to help? And I said, well, you can come and play my benefit. Yeah. Which really, that's a very long preamble, Zach, to what's coming up this week. That's how we got to where we are now. So Butch has a side project is the best thing to call it, which he calls the know-it-all boyfriends. And it's himself and Duke Erickson, who's the, the guitar player in Garbage, along with Freedy Johnston and some local Madison, you know, musicians. And they had spent 10 years kicking around playing each other's weddings and family reunions. It was basically a, a cover band. Um, and so BV, I said, yeah, come and play my benefit. And they came and played. And um, as he was doing press for the first time they played the benefit, a reporter had asked him, so who's going to, who's all going to be at, we, it was at the Majestic here in Madison, Majestic. And Butch, being the good showman that he is, said, well, you never know who's going to show up at a know-it-all boyfriend show. So my phone explodes the morning that that hits the paper because everybody says, oh, is Dave Grohl going to show up? Is Billy Corgan going to show up? Is, you know, all these people that Butch has produced is surely going to show up. Well, none of them were planning on showing up. And I, I called Butch and I said, do you know something I don't know? And he said, no. And the night went on. But that night as we were, decompressing over a couple beers, I talked and I said, you know, you caused me a lot of problem with that comment, but neither one of us are the sharpest tools in the shed. But after a couple beers, we said, you know, that's not a bad idea though, to invite guests to come and play. 
which yeah. leads us, which leads us to your question of what's coming up and what are what are we talking about? Right. So over the last few years, the Know It All boyfriends have kind of served as the core for our Joey Song benefit concert, and then we invite guests to come in and join them to sing a couple songs. And that's what we've got coming up January 7th, 2023 at the Sylvie Theater here in Madison. Um, we're going to try to do the benefit we wanted to do last year with some changes and some new guests uh, because Omicron kind of stopped us in our tracks. But that's what we got coming up at the Sylvie on January 7th. That was a really long answer to what was a really simple question, Zach. Yes, but um, people need to know this great benefit. And I think you covered all the great details of what's coming up. Um, and so how do so how, what year is this for this benefit yeah so of course everything's a little skewed we did one year we did it online in 2020 so we got everybody to record stuff this will be this will be our ninth joey song benefit we've also done a couple other things but this is the ninth time we've held a benefit called joey song okay and obviously, um, there are tickets for this. Um, yep. Is it sold out, or is there still some tickets left? There's still some left. Um, we're you know, knock wood. We're there's just a few hundred left. The Sylvie's a twenty five hundred seat venue, and we've probably got less than two fifty left in tickets. Okay. Um. So uh, now that's you know we've had a year and a half, almost two years now to sell tickets, but yeah, we're we're close to sold out. Okay. Now the people that bought tickets last year, did they get? refunded and then they have to repurchase for this year or is it carry through it all carries through that's the beauty of digital tickets most of the tickets were through Ticketmaster, and so the day after it was done um you you know people got on their phone it now said january you know we rescheduled the date and it went right to it so everybody's tickets are good there's a so if you had tickets if you bought tickets last year from listening to this to your podcast um they're they're all good to go Great. So even those that won tickets um, from um, that from this uh, podcast, uh, obviously that they get to go and use that ticket for this upcoming event. Correct. Cool. So what else can I ask you that would be great about this for for people? Well, to you, know? you can ask who's some of the guests that are coming this year. Yeah, let's do that. Because <laughs> I remember last year you were a little cloak and dagger about it because yep. you didn't want people, you know knowing it too early uh so what can you tell us who's going to be be there this year yep so besides um butch so we've got three grammy winners walking through the door so besides butch who's run three grammy awards for his various production work uh we've got portugal the man uh four, five of the six members of portugal the man are going to be there as well uh everybody but the drummer is coming so they're they'll do a a, a set um we've also got dave perner from soul asylum coming and he's going to bring a couple of his musicians. So Dave won a Grammy for Runaway Train. Um, we've got, um, I don't know quite how to describe Fred. Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live <laughs> in Portlandia is coming. Fred's also yeah. a musician. So Emmy-nominated writer and Peabody-winning Fred Armisen is coming. And it'll be mostly music from Fred. Um, we've got uh, Tanya Donnelly from Belly and the Breeders. And she's going to bring Gail Gail Greenwood, who's her bass player in Belly Along. Um, uh, Kay Hanley from Letters to Cleo is coming. Um, nice. We've got um, some comedy splashed in. Charlie Barons, who everybody in the Midwest knows. You can't yep. possibly pop, pop on social media without 
knowing who Charlie is. Yeah. Um, and Joel Hodgson, who, for those of us of a certain age, remember Mystery Science Theater 3000 from Comedy Central. Joel's the creator and right. the, uh, was the was the um I'm sorry for one second. What was the was the creator and the star of that in the early days? So Joel's gonna be there as well, uh, which is great. Um, and then we've got a couple other folks that we're still working on. So I'm a little I'm, I'm it's it's really more of I don't want to announce something, even though it's really close to happening. Um, you know, because it's important to let everybody know that all of these artists volunteer their time. So none of them are getting paid to come and do this. And so because of that, sometimes we can't get final commitments from folks until closer to the date. Everybody that I just mentioned is all in. They're going to be here. They're, they're going to be doing it. We've got some other folks that are of, of pretty significant stature that might show up as well. But that that's that's good. Enough. <laughs> that's a pretty good lineup as it is. Yeah, that that is a great lineup for sure. So ticket wise, what are the prices for the tickets? So tickets are and this is. The, the the fine folks at Ticketmaster, he said, after all of the <laughs> Taylor Swift stuff that just broke over the last 24 hours. Yeah. Um, the tickets are $47.50 without the fees. Okay. So I don't know what it ends up being by the time um, our overlords at Ticketmaster take their fees. So if you're in the area and want to stop by the box office, that's a way to avoid a lot of that stuff. Great. Um, but $47.50. So- um, that, so probably that, around sixty bucks with all fees or somewhere around there. I would probably more, think. more more than likely. Yeah, more than likely. So, but for even so, for sixty bucks to see all that great entertainment, going to a great cause, um, yeah. and like you said, this goes and help helps find cures for epilepsy. Basically, that's right. We fund. There's a research grant in my son's name, so we work through Cure, which is an organization in Chicago that focuses mostly on research, and so. Um, we do a research grant every year in Joe's name, um, that, uh, a it, it's goes way above my pay grade on how all of that works out. But, um, what we do is they figure out, uh, scientists and researchers put in proposals and cure helps me work through it. And they focus on kind of these rare, devastating pediatric epilepsies as well. So every year we fund a hundred thousand dollar research grant, nice. um, that that's focused on it. And this year, uh, Dr. Calhoun, who's our recipient this year, will actually be at the benefit and talk a little bit about what this money goes to. And then the other prominent thing we do is um, we fund some of the local epilepsy foundations in the Midwest so they can do patient services and programs. Excellent. Excellent. So January 7th is yeah, a Saturday. I, I, oh, go ahead. Yep. No, I was just going to say the only other thing when pe if people, I know that you know, compared to some concert tickets, 47.50 or 60 bucks isn't that much, but I realize for a benefit, it's at the high end, but I just want everybody to know that we are one, we are also 100% volunteers. So there's nobody at Joey's song that takes a salary. Um, there's no physical overhead. The, the space is, is, is literally, is literally my office here at home. Um, so we run really lean, um, and and so people can feel good that the money that they spend on their tickets or with our auctions and raffles, it all folds back in. The artists aren't making a penny. I'm not making a penny. So um, we we run pretty lean. That's amazing that you know they give up um, their time for this. And not that it's a you know bad thing that they're giving up their time, but it's just it's amazing yep. that they're actually able to do that. 
And since this is on a Saturday, do they come in like in the morning on Saturday? Because obviously not all these artists live in Wisconsin, or do they come in yep. a day or two early? You know, kind of what's the back? Yep. You know, what happens backstage? Basically, <laughs> it's a great question. So most of the out of town folks, believe it or not, come in on Thursday, um, just because. So Thursday evening, basically my paranoia and having lived in the Midwest with, I know how traveling can be in January. I used to travel a lot on business and, um, it just keeps my blood pressure down. If everybody's in on Thursday night and then, and then Friday is spent rehearsing because I guess the other thing we should take a second to talk about is most of these artists will perform their hit, but then it's going to be covers and it's going to be collaborations, right? So so it's not just, um, well, for example, oh, and I forgot to mention Chris Collingwood from Fountains of Wayne is also coming. And Chris came last year when Chris came, um, he did one Fountains of Wayne song, but then he did um, feel a whole lot better by the birds. And I don't remember he did a, a, th- a second cover. So it's mostly covers. So Friday rehearsal day is spent working out all these arrangements with people that have never played before. Now they're all songs that everybody knows. Yeah. But, um, so everybody comes in Thursday. We spend Friday rehearsing. Um, Friday night, we have a a, a dinner where everybody kind of gets together so we can keep kind of that bonding thing going. Saturday is more sound check and rehearsal, and then everybody heads out on Sunday. So you 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 make a good point considering um how much these some of these people make in their day job. The example that I use is last last time we had Brian Ray, whose day job is he's Paul McCartney's guitar player. I don't know. And Brian came in on Thursday and left on Sunday. So I don't know what Sir Paul pays Brian for four days of his time, but it's not, you know, a ham sandwich and two beers, which is basically <laughs> what I paid him. Right. So and and again, I don't know what Butch's hourly rate is to do production, um, but uh, again, it's not it's not you know, two beers and a ham sandwich. So these people, many of them give me, you know, four days of their time to do this. So it's, 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 it's mind boggling to be honest with you. Yeah. But to do something like this, I think a majority of musicians, this is what they love to do as well. Besides performing in front of the stage, they want to go and help you. I mean, I think people that have the means want to help whatever, however they can. And, Doing it through music has to be one fulfilling way of doing it. I I think so. And I think there's a couple other factors we have in our favor on this. First of all, it's fun and it's unique in the sense that they don't um, do this. They're not, you know, other than their one song, they're, they're playing covers, which most of them, when they're out and we do like an hour long jam at the end with people on and off. So it's a very unique event in that sense that they're not, you know, they're not even playing what they normally play when they are out, out on stage, which is fun. And they're playing with people they don't normally play with, which is fun. But I think the other thing that I, I hope appeals is that nobody has to carry the show. There's no headliner. There's nobody at the top of the bill that it's all on their shoulders to sell the tickets and to, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's collaborative in the greatest sense of the word, right? right. It's collaborative and through the event, it's collaborative as well. So I also think that's what appeals because we've had a lot of folks that come back, right. And help and want want to do it again. Calendars allowing as well. So 
I mean, this will be Butch. This will be the know-it-all boyfriend's fifth or sixth one of these, and they they come in and do it, and it, and so it's it's a lot of fun. There's some energy to it as well, and musicians by their nature are emotive and empathetic beings. That's yes. why they have art. That's why they want to express their art. Um, and so when you give them something like this, a cause we we are fortunate, right? It's a it's a children's based cause. It's a most people um, have some have been affected by epi- one in 26 people will develop epilepsy in their lifetime. So we've got 2,500 people are going to be at the Sylvie that night. The odds are a hundred of those people will develop epilepsy in their yeah. lifetime. Right. So most of our artists um, have some connection, a cousin, a nephew, a brother, a sister, that type of stuff that had it as well. So um it, 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 it's, it's, we have a lot going for us, which has allowed us to build this up from our first one 12 years ago, which was about a hundred people at a sports bar in Chicago up to the 2,500 seat Sylvie now. So. Yeah. When I was, I, I don't ever know how old I was, was really, really young. I had staring seizures and right. my dad happened to be, um, he was a carpenter and it was during like the winter time. So he was like laid off at that time. And so he was at home dad at that time. And he just started noticing that I was having these staring seizures and they think, thankfully he took me to the hospital and they found out and I outgrew it, which was great. But you know, like you said, anybody out there probably has some kind of connection with someone that has, has this. Yeah. Somebody knows, everybody knows somebody in some, in some form or another. So that helps in the recruitment. I, as I, you know, find more people and get to meet more people, you know, uh, as we do this, and that's another way that we grow our artist base. So-and-so comes and performs, um, and says, Oh, this was great. You got to meet my friend. So-and-so and and the friend so-and-so had like three hit records. It's like, yes, I would like to meet them. Um, and, 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 and we're lucky it's, it's an easy sell in a number of ways. The event is the cause is, is resonates with people and, and we have tangible benefits with this, you know, this grant that we write, you know, there's, there's research done every year that wouldn't be done if we didn't do this. And I think that's impactful for people as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if I remember right, was your not Joey, but your, your your son was supposed to play yep. the benefit last year. Is that happening again this year? It is, and he got he got to play the one in 2019. Uh, my son is a music major at Beloit College, so um, and he got to perform two songs um, the last time we were able to do this live. One is uh, the break uh, at one of the breaks. He got to perform "Beautiful Boy." He and Freedy did "Beautiful Boy," and he dedicated it to his brother, which of course brought the house down. Right. Uh, and then later, during the Know It All Boyfriend set, uh, he got to come up front and sing uh, "Don't Let Me Down," the Beatles song, and he got to do it with Paul McCartney's guitar player playing the lead on it, and Butch Vig on, you know, three-time Grammy winner Butch Vig on drums, and Duke Erickson playing bass and uh, miles nielsen and kelly stewart singing background and so he got his i tried to con- and it was really his first time ever performing with a band and i tried to explain to him that not 
not every time is he going to be playing in front of a thousand people, you know, with, yeah. with Grammy winners and McCartney's guitar player with them, but he refuses to believe that, but he's going to, he's going to get a chance to do it again. And he's going to get to perform a couple of his songs that he wrote. And so he, he does get a chance to do it. And it's always, it always is emotional in a good way when yeah. he gets to perform, because we obviously introduce him and the folks that don't know him understand that he's Joe's brother and, and so, yes, he's going to get the opportunity to do that again. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it'll be fun. Fantastic. Now, is there any Wisconsin-based musicians that are a part of it this year? Yep. Yep. So we've got, uh, so obviously Butch. Butch yep. is from Maroqua. Right. And Duke and Freedy. All of the know-it-all boyfriends are all Wisconsin-based, plus Corey Chisel, who's from Appleton. Corey was Grammy-nominated for his songwriting. Um, so Corey's got a Wisconsin- uh, bent. I'm going to have to think through. Well, of course, there's Charlie Barons. Right, right, right. And Joel, Joel Hodgson was from Ashwaubenon, Green Bay area. Okay. So Joel is a, Joel's a Wisconsin guy. So um, those artists, I'm going through uh, Perners from Minneapolis. I don't know if he's a Vikings fan or not, but so we got, we got the Midwest connection with Dave. And then uh, this will probably give it away, but some of the folks that I'm not able to announce are from the Rockford area, if that might give folks any indication of what we might be working on. So, okay. so not um, not all within the Wisconsin border, but certainly within, uh, you know, a, a, a good nine iron of our border with some of those folks. Fantastic. So, fantastic. Yeah. So, so what time does this event start? How long does it usually go till on Saturday night? Great question. So doors are at six. The musical start at seven. I wish I could tell you when it would end because um, it's I in a previous life, I was either a shepherd or had a goat farm and was trying to corral goats because getting these people on and off the stage. If we plan for three hours, it goes four because everybody wants to do one more song, but three and a half, four hours. Okay. Maybe. Um, depending on, on everything, but it kind of tends to go, it, it kind of runs its course. The set list is ever evolving and changing. And as you can probably guess, it's being updated as the show's going on as well. So, um, but three, three and a half. Okay. If, if, if people aren't too delinquent getting out on stage. <laughs> so, um, okay. but like I said, it's a lot of fun. I guess the other thing that you could probably uh, infer from our, my discussion about the collaboration is, is that, you know, it is all covered. So even if you're not familiar with all of the artists, nobody's going to be getting up on stage with an acoustic guitar going, here's a song I wrote this morning about my cat. You know, you know how you sit through that, <laughs> you know, the artists don't play their hits, they play their new songs. Yeah. You're not going to go through it. So even if some of the names I mentioned to folks don't necessarily resonate, they're going to be singing you know, back in black and, and start me up and, you know, Beatles songs and right. and all that other stuff. So even if, even if you're not familiar with everybody, it, it's a night where you, you know, you know, the know-it-all boyfriends kind of refer to themselves as the world's greatest live jukebox. And that's kind of how you're going to feel about it coming to it. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Website, where can they go and get more information about Joey's song and all that other great stuff? Yep. So joeysong.org, two S's, joeysong.org. Same on Facebook, Instagram, and all of that kind of stuff. You can go there to find about the show as we announce more artists. 
There's a big button for tickets. There's a big button to donate. And in a couple of days, there'll be a big uh, button for our auction. We're doing a, a big guitar auction. So we're going to have uh, guitars from, and I know I'm going to forget people, but we've got guitars from R.E.M. and Wilco and Brad Paisley and Eddie Vedder and Cheap Trick and Jason Isbell and Jewel and Lenny Kravitz and James Taylor. I think I got most of them. Uh, Portugal, the man, um, bare naked ladies. So there'll be a link and you don't have to be at the event to participate in the, in the guitar auction. That'll be an online kind of stuff that'll run. It'll start in a couple of days and it'll run through the event, but joeysong.org and all the, the various social media posts. If you go there, it'll be links and all that information. Excellent. Fantastic. Thing I haven't asked you that you'd want to cover before I let you go. I don't think so. Um, I would encourage folks if you've never experienced it to come, it's a really unique event. I don't know of anybody else that does fundraising this way. Uh, we've kind of stumbled, we kind of stumbled into it, which is great. Um, but I, I, I would, I would wholeheartedly suggest that folks come to it because it's, it's really unique and you get to see these folks. Uh, I have, as I mentioned, I have no musical skills and to watch these folks, you know, work it out on stage is miraculous to me. It's a, it's a level of, consciousness i can't achieve and to watch you know folks from you know cheap trick playing with garbage playing with fountains of wayne guys working on a bird's tune is just it if if you're a music person which i'm going to guess most of the people that are listening to this podcast are yeah there's going to be magical moments that don't happen that you we don't expect right. that are going to happen and it's it's a lot of fun and and we do a lot of good people's uh, not to sprain my elbow patting myself on the back but we do a lot of good with this so it's um you you can you can leave that night with a few beers inside of you and feeling really good about what we what you did amazing amazing concession well since you kind of brought that up so there there will be concessions there for people to Yep, we'll have, we'll have we'll have swag, we'll have t-shirts and we'll have like I said the auctions and 50-50 raffle and and all that kind of stuff. There's a a brewery out of uh, Arlington Heights called Microphone Brewing and they'll have a special Joey Song lager that they're making that'll be on tap um that folks can buy at the bar and we'll get a portion of those proceeds as well. So um I say this in the kindest possible we we have many ways to take money out of people's wallets. Uh, that night and that's why we're there and i'm i'm unashamed in saying it that's why we do this and that's why pockets and into a great research project and that's exactly right that's why people get on airplanes and fly for four hours to get here people from la freeze in madison for for four days so we can change some lives so fabulous fantastic michael you have done you are doing great things i know joey's looking down on you guys smiling and happy that you guys are doing such a great job with research and just as great human beings well thank thank you zach it's it's the whole wisconsin music community you guys and lots of other folks that have reached out over the years as we've done it it's uh there's there's a the the political map may say we're a divided state but um everything i've seen says we come together pretty good as a community so it's it's all of the wisconsin folks uh, come together and do this and and that's what's made this grow fantastic thank Thanks, you so much Bob. for being on the wisconsin music podcast again and i'm looking forward to what's coming up in january we'll see you there i hope everybody that's listening will see everybody there great thanks thanks zach so many great things happening out there in the wisconsin music scene 
just like this great event coming up here in January with Joey Song. If there are tickets available still left, go and grab yourself one or two, bring a friend, and enjoy a great night of great music for a great cause, help raise some money. Next week, we're going to have our holiday music showcase, showcasing Wisconsin talent performing holiday-based music. So check, um, check in on that coming up next Monday. We do have a Facebook and Instagram page, so check those out when you get a chance. There's also a community page on Facebook under the same name, Wisconsin Music Podcast. So go ahead and join that in on the conversation with other great Wisconsin musicians. Have a great week, everybody.